Broadcasting live from the Cobb Galleria Center for SOAR 2022, it's time for North Fulton Business Radio, brought to you by Renaissance Bank. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. John Ray here, live at SOAR 2022, the annual conference of SHRM Atlanta. We're delighted to be here and delighted to be sitting alongside Tino Mantella. Tino's an old friend, been on been our studio many times. Tino, great many to see times. you. Yeah. It's great to see you. I didn't know this was live, though. Now I'm nervous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not nervous. You've done this so many times. You've forgotten how many yeah. times, right? Uh, you, and, uh, Tino is with, uh, among other affiliations, Turknet Leadership Group. Talk about the work for those. There's probably about three people that don't know Turk, Turknet yeah, Leadership Group. Yeah, so talk we'll, about we'll it. Uh, educate the three. Yeah. So, um, it's a great organization started by Bob and Lynn Turknet. That's yep. why it's called Turknet. And uh, 36 years ago. So um, Bob's a PhD psychologist and Lynn Turknet is a master of a number of things. She's got a math background, a social service background. So mm-hmm. very talented people. And they brought me in about four years ago mm-hmm. to be the yep. president and CEO. Yep. And it's been a blast. It's You know, John, most of my background has been in the nonprofit world. Right. And I wanted to go to the dark side, you know, and see what that was like. And uh, this was a good transition because it really is about helping people and making an impact through our work. And it's it's been a great uh, ride, almost four years now. So leadership in the pandemic. I mean, this is something that's been a, a uh, theme in terms of a lot of the work you're putting out here in the yeah. last few years. Talk about where you see things now for leaders as they look ahead for their organizations. Well, yeah, and it's interesting. I take a step back and just say that people would wonder, like an organization like ours, how we did during the pandemic. Yeah, please. And it was actually very interesting because we had just, one of my first moves was to move into this very nice office about one month before COVID hit. And uh, guess what? Not many people come in there now. But what happened was um, there was this perception that you had to be really close to your coach. People were flying in from all over the country for their 90-minute meeting, and it was very impactful, and then they they fly back. So as soon as COVID hit, within a matter of really days, we're able to transition to using, you know, one of the virtual devices, Zoom or Teams. Typically, we use Zoom. Um, And it opened up the world to us because all of a sudden, if there was someone in California that wanted to coach their perception changed that they could have a coach anywhere. Mm. So now we're coaching people in Czechoslovakia and Poland wow. and uh, the UK and Germany, uh, Mexico, Canada, real, really uh, different places in the world. And we're just using the virtual. If, if they're local and want to come in, uh, you know, we have opportunities to do that. But uh, so we've been able to grow. Right now we're coaching about 300 people, which is, you know, a significant number from CEOs of big companies to mid, mid-size uh, to high potentials to people with challenges to group coaching. So we're doing all of that in the coaching space. So going back to your other question, yeah. it's so what what are leaders thinking now? Well, on you know, our theme for the session is conscious capitalism. And, you know, people talk about, I'm sure I'm not the first person to mention the great resignation uh, today <laughs> yep. uh, with you. But, you know, what's happening is um, particularly the millennials and the Zs, but really every generation now with being able to work remote, um, being able to understand how to keep people engaged working remote. 
Um, but in conscious capitalism, they talk about purpose and caring about stakeholders and the environment and how you support non-for-profits. So there's, you know, what we could say a greater purpose. And, and uh, a lot of people that are working now want more than just a company that's looking for that bottom line. So there's like a double bottom line now. So yeah. we've got a great panel led by Shannon Gill, who mm-hmm. is uh, really very actively involved with uh, conscious capitalism. And I just kind of fell in love with the thought about it uh, and uh, how in our business, you know, we say unleashing potential which is how we help people to create their greater purpose. So it really ties in nicely to what TurkNet leadership does. Yeah, and conscious, I mean, we're here in an HR conference. You know, conscious capitalism, people think of that maybe as uh, something that's outward-looking a lot. They right. uh, Maybe they think of that first, maybe. Yeah. But but they don't think about the impact that that has on the people in the organization, right? I mean, there's a real impact there. Right. And, you know, it is it is a movement. So it's trying to build with the word that there's, uh, you know, Shane Jackson's going to be uh, on the panel and mm-hmm. he's also very active with Beyond Profit. Yep. Very similar. But um, I think that this, this movement is taking hold and it's been around for a while. Groups like Whole Food and there's companies all over the country that are involved with this. But the, what they're finding is it does impact the individual, as you say. But also what they're finding is your ROI is more significant when you're a conscious capital company. I'm glad you brought that up because that that seems to be the sticking point a lot of folks have, right? I mean, hey, I'm a public company or I've got investors I've got to report to. I mean, help me out here, Tino. What's the ROI, right? Right, right. Well, you know, I'm listening to the uh, the audiobook as I was driving <laughs> driving in because i'm trying to beef up for uh you know learning more about this and you know they're saying that um they're that the return on investment when people are engaged you don't have the type of turnover that may be the case in other situations that there's you know more engagement more involvement and then with that and your stakeholders are supporting you your partners are supporting you you're you're still returning uh money which is important to the, your investors mm-hmm uh, but the, the, the question is if you give money, let's say to a nonprofit and like Whole Foods, I think they give away 5% of their money to a nonprofit at least. And, um, their feeling is that with that investment, investment in community, investment in nonprofits, making your community better, making the environment better, that ultimately you're going to have a stronger company and therefore there's going to be more return for the investors down the road. Mm-hmm. So there's not that line of delineation between um, we need to make money on the bottom line because we, we're, a, let's say, a public company and we need to be a purpose-driven company that wants to help nonprofits or they want to contribute to the environment. Um, because as you know, it all come, it all ties together now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And part of what you're talking about, I, I think I hear and what you're saying is just the, the resilience of that ROI, right? I mean, building a foundation that allows you to get that return over many years. Yeah. It's not a short term thing. And you yeah. the, the, uh, we went to school and, you know, taking business classes and all it's like, okay. Companies are looking more and more for what's happening this month, what's happening for this quarter. So, but if you take a little bit of a longer view, um, that it, it does show it's proven. I mean, ROI, when I say that from a bottom line financially, that 
I don't remember the percentages, John, but it's much more significant for um, the companies that are uh, kind of follow this conscious capital theme. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk to HR leaders specifically, because that's who you'll be talking to tomorrow. I mean, you, you're in the world of identifying the issues that they need to be paying attention to. What, what are some of the general thoughts that you have for HR leaders today as they work with their people? It'll be interesting to see, first of all, with HR leaders that attend the uh, attend our session, um, if what they know about conscious capitalism mm. and beyond profit. I, I'm going to guess that a lot of them may have heard the term, uh, but just an equal number may have not heard the term. So our first goal tomorrow, at least in, in my mind, is creating awareness. You know, And then the, the second goal is how can they come back, and we'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow, to take action in their company because they may say, well, I'm not the CEO. I'm not the chairman of the board. I don't have power to say, okay, I'm going to wave a magic wand. and All of a sudden we're going to be a conscious capital company. Um, but what we want to do is give them some information about what it is and then give them some tips uh, because we have companies that are doing this like uh, Jackson healthcare to say, how do you sort of make the, incremental steps to begin to make a, uh, a company that's more conscious, a conscious business. And what, what, what can the HR people, you know, do about that? What can you as a CHRO do about uh, moving the needle on, uh, you know, what's your case that you're going to make white paper, whatever you're going to do to say, gather information to talk to the COO or the CEO uh, or even your team about um, the importance of just thinking about things differently. And maybe, um, you know, uh, we said when I took over the job at TAG back in 2004. Oh, wow. And we had, I know it was a long time ago, John. Yep. And we had 350 members, and I think I had about a three-month burn rate before it was going to go out of business. <laughs> oh, Why did I take that job? Yeah. No, it was because I knew it could be turned around, but w- what we said is that um, – Never let a good crisis go to waste. That mm. wasn't my term, but, you know, never let a good crisis. And I think this is the same thing as if, you know, now it might be changing a little bit with inflation and all, but with um, basically zero unemployment and people leaving, I think some months is, you know, 4 million people or whatever that um, might be a crisis and therefore maybe they need to think of some new, maybe the CEOs need to think of uh, some new ideas in terms of how to, uh, get people to be involved, uh, and stay. And I think if you're, uh, um, I'm going to just say, uh, typically a younger person, just because I think that they've been raised to, uh, see the importance of, um, the purpose giving back, whatever that means to them, whether Mm -hmm. it's environment or, you know, save the rainforest, what have you is that this, if you have a motivated group of leaders, and they really walk their talk in terms of, you know, making a difference that then there's a better chance that their people will stay. Now, I'm going to, I'll probably talk because, you know, we're a leadership development company. We're coaching 300 people and we're, you know, we have all kinds of situations that of people we coach. But the, uh, so you still have to have those, you know, uh, what Bob and Lynn built was uh, this scale you might remember from other times we yeah, met absolutely that has a balance of respect and responsibility yeah, so absolutely so they were sort of 
into the respect side, emotional mastery, empathy, uh, humility before uh, that side was cool. Because <laughs> when I when I took my first job as a CEO, CEO it was like, okay, I'm the CEO, and this is the way you're going to do it. <laughs> right. But now it's like, okay, they're going to just walk out the door and not come back if you do that now. So yeah. uh, even if... You, you can have your epiphanies in a lot of different ways, but it's like, okay, that way doesn't work anymore, so it doesn't matter. So we coach to that and have those opportunities. So I guess my point is that in addition to being a purpose-driven company, you have to be really strong in terms of leadership and showing respect uh, as much as you're taking the accountability and responsibility side. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's, uh, as we wrap it up here, let's... let's uh, Let's give a quick, um, I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit more about TurkNet and, and the work you do. If someone's interested in engaging with you in your coaching services, how does a conversation unfold? Well, and it's every day now. It's really been uh, significant. We're, we've grown about 300% um, since, um, I, in, since I've been in the job, not just because of me, but a good team and uh, and just the timing of people really wanting to have a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting because um, I was talking to somebody, you know, uh, a while back, and they were like, well, think about it. For younger people, people that are raised now, like let's say you're on a baseball team, typically you have a pitching coach, a batting coach, an infield coach, an outfield coach. Mm-hmm. So long story short, people in growing up in this generation are pretty used to having coaches for a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. May not be a leadership coach. So if people are interested, I mean, they can reach out, contact me, the TurkNet leadership group, you know, uh, my emails, uh, com. but they can just reach out to the company. And the way it usually starts is um, the company is interested in either coaching uh, one of our popular programs now is called Manager to Leader. And what we're finding is that people, because of this rapid change, that mm-hmm. you have people that are managers, but they haven't ever necessarily ever picked up the leadership development skills. Oh, wow. So yeah. what's the vision? How do you communicate? How do you give feedback? How do you receive feedback? How do you show empathy? Um, you know, How do you really motivate your team? That sort of thing. So we're we're doing a number of programs. We also do programs in the DEI space, uh, group coaching, succession planning, pretty much anything you can think of in that leadership side. So uh, the companies that call us could be, you know, the big ones like UPS or uh, we're actually doing some work with startups too now. So pretty much everything in between. That's, That's terrific. Such great work you do, and uh, let, let's just remind everyone where they can find more information. Yeah, so uh, again, turknet.com is the website. It's a robust website, so I think go there. Uh, certainly contact our office, and we'll walk them through the options. Uh, if they're at Sherm, <laughs> come over to our booth <laughs> Yep, uh, and, uh, and participate. But we, we love helping people, and that's kind of our purpose, unleashing potential. So it ties into conscious capitalism and what we're doing. And I'm just going to shout out, you. folks need to follow you on LinkedIn. You, you're always putting out some great thoughts there on LinkedIn. So, Thank you very much. Yeah, we have this for what it's worth that I've now, on, I think, on episode number 165 or something like that. So for 165 straight Fridays, I've done this little for what it's worth thing. Some are better than others. Check out the next one, John, because uh, 
We just got recognized as one of the healthiest places to work. Oh, wow. And you'll see somebody doing a lot of push-ups. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That would for be th- me. I love that. We I did have. To, I have to be honest. So we we didn't. I we're saying they're counting to fifty uh-huh. because I can do fifty push-ups, but I didn't because I said they're going to get bored. So let's start at thirty and count to fifty. Yeah. So I did that, but then I had to take a little break before I uh, did my next little spiel because I was a little bit windy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I can do fifty push-ups, but I didn't that day. So, but watch it because it's kind of funny. I look forward to that. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Tito Mantel. It's always fun to be with you and informative. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, all the great work you do. Thank you, John. I appreciate what you guys do. It's terrific. Thank you.